everyone. Welcome to the Heartland Franchise Guy podcast, your insider's guide to franchises in the Heartland. I'm Blake Martin, local small business entrepreneur and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for education, resources, and advocacy for our local franchising field and for local entrepreneurs who are looking to learn more about the franchising field. Today is all about our guest, the Container Franchise Guy. If you need a container to recycle clothes, construction waste, or even number two, Mark's probably your guy, and you'll probably save your company money working with him. Welcome to Mark Fredrickson. (laughs) Thank you, Blake. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. You ever been introduced that way before? I have not. That sounded very, uh, I felt like I should have a bow or a something. I stayed up all night putting that one together. Right on, to see right on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thanks for joining us today, Mark. Uh, local entrepreneur, um, I would say side hustle expert, and owner of two different businesses that both involve containers and bins. Could yes. you give us a quick, maybe 60 second on each business? Absolutely. So yeah, uh, started off um, with the clothes bin franchise. It's mm-hmm. a clothing and textile recycling uh, franchise. Uh, 100% intended it to be a, a complete side hustle, um, like any business. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they usually take a little more than than a true side hustle. Um, but it has been fulfilling. It's taken a while to get started, you know, between slow times in the industry and the pandemic and now things are kind of ramping back back up um so it, it's starting to show some fruits of its labor now nice um, but it's strictly clothing textiles shoes um, handbags that type of thing we collect we don't sort um we resell to large um large large collectors that then further sort and distribute it to national thrift store chains or or move it down the line to the recycling component. Gotcha. So you don't charge people to recycle the stuff in your bins. You're making the money on sending it off to resellers. Correct. Correct. And the other thing I like to point out about that business is we are not competing against the local thrift stores, charities, churches. Oh. By all means, if you want to donate to those organizations, uh, great. Our goal is we're competing against the landfill. We want to provide convenient resources for people to keep these things out of their trash can. So I always like to point that out because I get that question, you know, yeah. you're competing against my church. You know, no, I'm not. No, I'm not competing against the landfill. So, so this is, I mean, this is a, an environmental play. This is, Absolutely. A, this is a green friendly business. 100% green. Um, I do not, unfortunately, I'm not privy to where every piece of, clothing or wherever every article ends up but it's either resold reused recycled those are the three r's that that we use in in clothes bin so if it can't be resold it's passed down the line to a a shredder a recycler Um, there's just amazing it's amazing the things they're doing with with (laughs) shredded denim and shredded shoes and so yeah it's definitely a a green effort that was one thing that attracted me to it yeah interesting and and People can find these bins around town? Yes, we have 40 locations between Fremont, Omaha, Bellevue. Um, we, we just picked up seven more bins, so I'll be getting them out. Uh, possibly Lincoln, try to get into that market. But um, 
Yeah, there. I, I don't have a map on my Facebook page, and I should, but we, <laughs> we, we change these locations frequently due to inactivity or a, a seller of the property or whatnot. Right. So that can be tough to keep up on that. Um, but, but they're they're on somebody else's property, like on a commercial lot, maybe a correct street yep. corner. Yep, street okay. corner, high visibility area, strip mall, um, gas station, um, libraries, schools. So how do you know when to move these? I would obviously we're not in the business of moving five hundred pound bins, so we don't <laughs> like to move them very often. But uh, just if if we find a new location. We, we always have a 30-day out with the owner. We always have an agreement. We're not just popping these things up. Um, we want them in well-lit areas so that, you know, there's no illegal dumping and whatnot. But we'll usually give them three to six months, depending upon, you know, where it's at. Mm-hmm. If it hasn't caught on by three, four months, it's probably not going to. Oh, I see. Therefore, okay. it's not really doing us any yeah. good to, to have it at that location. Time and if it's, a, if it's a charity that we're giving back to – it's not really doing them any good either because on a charity situation like that or a charity relationship, we'll give back a percent per pound kickback. So every pound that's collected through that bin, we make a donation back to that charity or organization that is promote or hosting the site. Gotcha. So yeah. So you'll put it in the church or synagogue parking lot. Correct. Interesting. Those are the, those are the locations I really like to work with because you're truly giving back to. Right. Versus just paying some gas. You have some at schools, right? We do. School yeah. parking lots. Fremont has been real uh, receptive. The school district up there has been real receptive. They actually had to stop their paper recycling program because it was costing them money. That's what intrigued them about this. So now they're using the funds that they get from the clothing recycling to ramp back up their paper recycling. Wow. So it actually was able to spur another recycling effort. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Okay, Mr. Container Recycling Guy. Right, right. Green Container Guy, there we go. Absolutely, and they are green. (laughs) Right (laughs) green. You got it all figured out, and you're wearing a green shirt today. (laughs) Yeah, right. Obviously, I could talk about this one all day. Uh, Let's go on to the second business, though, too. It's not the only container business you have. You've also more recently owned Red, or I should say started, Redbox Plus. Correct, and that's Redbox Plus. With the plus, not Redbox <laughs> movies. We get that confused a lot, too. Um, yeah, and that was uh, that was really just, um, uh, that's something I want to develop into more of a full-time gig. Um, you know, I'm working full-time as a professional land surveyor. Uh, some things happened in life, you know, to, to, to get me back into that professional land surveying. I quickly found out that having been removed from the corporate world for a while, Getting back into it, uh, I tell my wife all the time, or I told her all the time, I said, if I have to continue doing this, you're going to get my life insurance quick. <laughs> so it was just, it was just brutal. Um, and not that I don't enjoy my profession, but having been removed from it for a while, I'd, I just feel like there's more out there for me. Um, and I wanted to pursue something that I could call my own. Um, and, you know, I, you and I work together quite a bit. Um, the one thing I did not want is a lot of employees. And, yeah. and, and the red box, when we were looking at that concept, uh, you know, that's about when COVID started. So not only are we looking at recession proof, now we're looking at pandemic proof. Right. And that really kind of fit both of those models along with, um, you know, a low employee um, right. operating 
Tell me about the pandemic proof component of Redbox Plus. Who, who are your customers? Contractors, commercial, um, but we do also do a lot of residential. Uh, so remodelers, roofers, um, remediation, hoarding cleanup. Um, but during the pandemic, and, and I'm sorry, did you ask about recession or pandemic proof? Uh, well, there's, they're one and the same. I was kind talking of, more about of. pandemic proof. Okay, yeah. So during the pandemic, pandemic obviously, uh, people were home. Um, yeah. You know, so that spurred a lot of projects that got put off. Um, you know, there was some different government kickbacks that were happening. So people had some extra money in their pockets. Sure. So everybody's yeah. doing, you know, the projects, the, the, the bathroom remodels, the basement finishes, that type of thing. Right. So that really kept us busy. Um, but then, and explain what exactly is the product? How, how is that relevant to home improvement projects that are going on? Sure, sure. So it, we, we operate roll-off containers. So they're large 20 and 30 yard roll off containers. So it's the big ones that get rolled off the back of the truck. Mm -hmm. Um, Back gate opens up, you know, they're 22 foot long. So they accommodate a lot of trash um, and, and construction debris and whatever, whatever the project may be, may entail. Throw all your stuff in there. Right. Could be in somebody's driveway. Could obviously be on a construction site as well. Well, has to be on a construction site, right? Right. Correct. Something has to be there. Yep. Yep. And what makes yours unique? So yeah, that was one thing that uh, that really drew my interest to this particular to Redbox Plus is they have a patent on a product. So we have standard roll-off containers, just like you'd see out there on any site. But we also have elite containers, and those containers come mounted. Uh, two porta potties are mounted to the front of the container, so it's all one system. The container or the porta potties are locked in place. They can't be blown over. They can't be tipped over. They can't be stolen, which I never would have <laughs> in a million years thought that was a problem. But wait, people steal porta potties? People steal porta potties. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have one, we have a contractor that rents a 20 yard elite, very rarely dumps the container, but he will pay for it because he knows those porta potties are not going anywhere. <laughs> Because so, it's attached to a two-ton container. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and there's a patent on that product. So, um, you know, it, it's not perfect for every situation, but for the roofing job, the, the you know, the one-week remodel job, um, you know, really any any location that needs a, a, contain, a roll-off container and a yeah. porta potty um, You know, some job sites don't dictate the location where both of them can be in yeah. the same spot, but... Um, for the for the right situation, it kills two birds with one stone, and the contractor can make one call. Right, yeah. If you're the contractor, or you're coordinating for the contractor. It's right. Yeah, one less set of headaches. Right, you got exactly. one supplier. Yep, yep. So interesting. And then, so this is residential and commercial red boxes. But one of the things that you were tying together there before, before I asked you to go off on the tangent of the actual product. Both of them, you feel like both Closed Bin and Redbox Plus can scale with a small number of employees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, right now we run Closed Bin with myself and, you know, just running the, the books and behind the scenes and uh, the getting the contract or agreements, I guess, with owners. But otherwise, it's, you know, one individual, um, have a kind of a part-time guy. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, it's a personal trainer that he can go do this during the day and he can do his personal training in the morning and at night oh, yeah. and gets him some extra hours during the day. So works out great. 
and then uh, red blocks we have one truck and 42 containers and we're able to operate that right now we're operating it with one individual one driver uh-huh. um, slash operations manager he's he's been spread pretty thin yeah um, we've we've brought on a second driver and, and didn't have much luck keeping him for very long but it, we could easily put on another driver and, and free free Steve up um, a little bit to do probably Keep that some, second driver busy yeah yeah but still you're, you're still only talking two employees yeah and, and we're operating you know a, a truck and 42 containers so. right that's probably sounds very appealing to a lot of retail business owners. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just talking <laughs> oh, to... Oh, darn, uh, I got to have three employees. <laughs> yeah, I was just... It's so funny you mentioned that because I was just talking to uh, a, a prominent um, f- food franchisee in uh-huh. Omaha last night. And he he actually looked at Redbox. It was kind of a cool conversation, but... Redbox like, Plus. Redbox Plus. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He said, oh, my God, you can run that business with two people. You know, I I, I need... 15 to run one of my restaurants, yeah. you know, so yeah. It, it, yeah, definitely a trade-off for sure. For sure. <laughs> yep. Yep. So did you always know you're going to be an entrepreneur? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, never in a million. I mean, I, I've, uh, even, even when I was going to school and I, I guess I should back up as a kid, maybe I had it in my blood. Because I was the kid that was delivering newspapers. I was a kid that had my dad build a cart for the back of my bike so I could run up and down the street, dumpster diving for cans. Um, <laughs> Dumpsters have always been a part yeah, of Yeah, right, life, right. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I just can't get away from them. <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, mowing yards. Um, so, I mean, I guess probably fairly typical kid stuff, but... Mm-hmm. You know, I was always doing something, I guess, to make a little extra money. My mom would incentivize me to sweep out the garage and do chores by offering, you know, 50 cents here and there, so, uh-huh. <laughs> I guess. Um, but, you know, that I went to school, got uh, my, my associate's degree in, in land surveying and went on to become professionally licensed in three states. But even at that, um, you know, I was always intrigued by other opportunities, I mean, I remember I almost bought a dumpster company out of New York, just pull behind dump trailers <laughs> years ago. Um, I've always had, I feel like, what are good entrepreneurial ideas? Um, uh-huh. You know, there's old ex-lumber stores that I thought would be great for storage lots. And if you drive by them now, sure, it's just, that's what they are is right. storage lots. Yeah. Um, you know, different scooter locations my wife and I have looked at and just never pulled the trigger on and now they're great locations. So <laughs> yeah, we've all had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know that I ever had it in my mind that I was going to ever become, you know, an entrepreneur and own my own business, but, uh-huh. um, you know, things kind of evolved. Yeah. Yeah. And I met Very- you and Start throwing ideas. Yeah, at me. sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now you you said in there that you're still in surveying. So I mean, obviously these these businesses for you and the owner's role are semi passive. You said you had a plan that one of them, Redbox Plus, becomes more full time. But sure, how do you juggle all this? Your your dad, your yep, husband. Yep, got, you got a couple girls. businesses. You got a job. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I don't know sometimes. <laughs> That's a really it's honest a, answer. Yeah, it is. It's day by day sometimes. But, um, 
you know, I try to, as best I can, you know, shut it off when I get home, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially when girls have events and things like that. But the, the good thing about, I guess, closed bin is it is, that's, it's probably fairly semi-absentee. So it doesn't yeah. take a lot of input unless I have to go out and do the work. Um, and then Redbox, uh, you know, I, I guess I still feel like I'm feeling that out because I, I know at times I feel like a bad business owner because I'm probably not as engaged as I feel like I should be. To Every own. business owner feels like that yeah, some days, yeah, like right. 10 times a day. Right. So I try not to beat myself up too bad because when I talk to other people, they're like, oh, my God, yeah, I feel the same way. You know, so <laughs> I, you always feel like you could be or should be doing more, I guess, as a business owner. But uh, Fair enough. Yeah, and then, you know, working full-time, um, it, it it eats up a good part of the day. Um, but you just have to, you know, work around it as best you can. and um, Be a good time manager. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I must be doing all right. I never considered myself a good time manager, but I must be doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, thanks for the segue. I think we got time for about one more question. I really wanted to ask you, You've been through a lot as far as your entrepreneurial pursuits and going into it and then and then back into the corporate world and realizing, no, 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 got to stay in entrepreneurship. Any advice you would give to folks that are thinking about starting a side hustle? Yeah, I mean, I know it's kind of cliche and easy to say, but honestly, man, just go for it because you, you, there's never going to be a perfect time. Um. God, what's the analogy? Um, But you can think too much. I'm a horrible overthinker, so it was really tough for me. But Uh you know, it like I said, it's kind of and ask for help. Ask for help by all means. There's so many. That's one thing that deterred me from a lot of opportunities. Is I felt like I had to know it all, do it all, have it all, and no one person can. So reach out to you know the Blake Martins of the world. Reach out to mentors. This gentleman I met last night, very prominent individual in the in the. Uh, franchising world. And I just linked in, I just messaged him. I said, Hey, could we meet, you know, I'd love to talk to you. So, and great guy will help. We'll take the shirt off his back. He said, anytime you need something. So, I mean, you, you've really got to reach out and use those resources and it's scary, but people are people. We're all human and you know, everybody, human nature, you want to help. So uh, definitely uh, that would be a, my biggest piece of advice. I think. That's great advice. Yeah. Very yeah. real advice. For sure. Appreciate that. Yeah. One more thing. How can people get a hold of your businesses? Uh, so close bin, I, we got a Facebook page, um, you know, definitely reach out. That's probably the easiest way. If you have any questions on locations or what can be donated, that type of thing, or what we do with the product. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's just closed bin Omaha. Uh, there's our Facebook page okay. and then Redbox plus, um, is redboxplus.com front slash Omaha so that's and red, red box, the word plus. So redboxplus.com. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. The word plus. Yep. Um, and, or you can call us at 402-205-3105. Gotcha. And one more time, closed bin is like closed pin, but there's a B, not a P. Correct. Right? So it's that Correct. spelling of close. Yes. Got yes. it. Yes. We nailed them both. Right. For sure. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for sharing authentically your real experience of some really unique franchise concept. Yeah, I absolutely. Really absolutely. appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. 
And thank all of you for listening to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. My name is Blake Martin. I appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you on another podcast here soon. A Huda Media Production.